0: coming to you from beautiful downtown Toronto from Club 605. I'm your podcaster, John, and we're live at 605. And we are back with a brand new episode of Live at 605, coming to you from beautiful downtown Toronto, Club 605. And I am so happy again to be back. And I got to say, once again, I always start it this way by thanking everyone who's been downloading and listening to the show Uh, Last week I found out that my audience has reached all the way out to Australia, so I want to give a big shout out to the mate out there who's downloaded it from Australia. And whoever you are, can you send me a tweet or an email and just tell me who you are and how you found out about the show? Because I always love to hear from my international listeners. Big shout out to everyone in Ireland who's been listening, everyone in the UK. I'm still waiting to hear from that one person who downloaded from Ghana, so like I said, please give me a shout out. And that little smirk you heard on the other end of the microphone is once again we have the award winner <laughs> Val Gomas, back with us on the podcast.
1: Nice to be back again.
0: Again, yeah. You I think people get upset if you're not on these episodes now. So <laughs> I've been getting all these good tweets and responses and everyone who I've talked to about it, they're like, oh Val's so funny when she's so sassy and <laughs> and they're saying they everyone's loved so far. I think the, the the best segment everyone's really loved is the can I get an ad lib.
1: That was hilarious. I actually re-listened to that at work like four times yeah. just because that part alone, I could actually get like a game show put on BET or much more music or ox just based on that segment.
0: Yeah, well, what we did was it was so popular. Uh, I actually made uh, a video for YouTube where I just took that six-minute segment of us doing the can I get an ad lib, and I put a little bit of animation in there. If you go to YouTube and search, uh, my user is Malin25, you will see my video for can I get an ad lib is on there, and it's really funny. I think we're going to do another round of it later on today. <laughs> and if you want to help us share and get the podcast bigger, if people, if you watch it, just send the link to people who you think might like it, and then maybe they'll download and they'll tell a friend and. Like I said, I'm, I love doing the podcast, and I do it for free, put it out for free. So You're all, doing
1: pretty well for do, putting it out for free.
0: So all I ask is just, it's just that people tell a friend. I am going to pass this week the thousand mark for downloads, over a thousand downloads in six weeks. Six six weeks already. So, considering I've had no real uh, marketing, or- marketing or anything, <laughs> I mean, I'm still I've been there for about four or five weeks now on the iTunes news and noteworthy section. My podcast is still up there with like Ellen and Dr. Drew Adam Corolla and Jeff Garland and, and everything. It's been awesome.
1: <laughs> and David Lee Roth.
0: Yeah, and I was next to David Lee Roth, which <laughs> he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I didn't think he'd be that interesting. He's actually really well-spoken and really funny. And
1: mm-hmm, He's a medical technician now. Is he? Yeah, I was reading after I saw that you were beside him. I was like, I wonder what he's up to because I think he – declined the tour with van halen yeah and so i was reading about him on his bio and he's like a medical technician besides doing his podcast so i was like oh you can't be like the dumbest tool in the shed so
0: yeah well yeah. he just he came from that generation of what like the late 70s and the, in the 80s of where everyone was just doing like cocaine and drugs and you look mm-hmm. at someone like axel rose who came from there and is crazy mm-hmm. or even like sammy haygard i oh, think Oh
2: god yeah
0: but yeah he was on joe rogan and he was saying how van halen got to. Got back together, and they were going to go on tour of, I think it was Japan, and he actually moved to Japan two months earlier just to, like, get adjusted to the customs. That's and, so wicked. That's and he, so smart as well. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, I learned as much of the language as I could and, and everything. So I just thought he was an interesting guy, so, you know… It, it's an honor to be next to David Lee Roth on the podcast, and news noteworthy of iTunes. Again, let me tell you guys how to get in touch with me. Really simple. Follow me on Twitter. Just search Malencamp, Like us on Facebook. Just search live at 605. You'll find us there. Mm-hmm. Email me where you're from and what you're listening to and what you think of the show. It's live at 605 at gmail.com. And of course, the WordPress is live at 605.wordpress.com. So that's how you get in touch with everybody. Let me read, actually. I have a couple viewer mails. Again, the first one actually comes from Facebook, from the Live at 605 group, and it's someone you actually know pretty well.
1: Dun, 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 dun. So this one. I don't know why it's a superhero thing. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to go dun dun dun.
0: So this one comes from Ken Dorozario from beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I can never say Massachusetts. <laughs> I Massachusetts? Massachusetts.
1: Ma- okay.
0: <laughs> from beautiful Boston, we have Ken. <laughs> And Ken has been a pretty big supporter of the podcast since day one, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And so he wrote, loving the podcast, at my gig this weekend, I covered Guster, Bic Runga. That's how you say it, Bic Runga. Uh, Arcade Fire, Mm -hmm. and even threw in a a rendition of Uptown Girl for good measure. Love it. It was like playing a live at 605 Rock Block.
1: That's so amazing. Yeah,
0: that's really cool. Um, Yeah, he's been Facebooking me ever since and and liking all the photos and Mm -hmm. just saying how much he's liked the podcast. So I want to give a shout out to Ken because one of the cr- cool things about your whole family, and we can talk about it a little bit if you want, mm-hmm. is you're all amazing musicians. <laughs> it's and actually yeah, go for it. Holly. Let me just let me just I want to give Ken a plug first, and then we'll kind of talk about mm-hmm. everyone in your family totally. who plays an instrument. Because mm-hmm. Ken uh, plays, he does a lot of gigs in Boston, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he, you can like him on Facebook if you go, just search Kendo. Yeah. Which is capital K E N capital D O Kendo. Mm-hmm. Kendo. I'm not sure if he has a Twitter. If he does, Ken tell me your Twitter and I'll 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 say it on <laughs> the podcast well. next week or if you have a website. Yeah. But yeah, if you go to his website on Facebook, Kendo, he has a lot of he has a few videos on there of him performing and he just he always, you know, posts his gigs and, and stuff like that.
1: I think the really cool thing about like obviously you guys have heard me talk about my brothers and how like talented they are as musicians, but like I'll talk about Kenny and Andy and Mark the same exact way. Kenny is an amazing musician. His voice is completely transitional and he's kind of got a knack on every ear of music. So, he's one of those like musicians who can take like a top 40 song by like a Kanye song mm-hmm. and like totally strip it down and make it a really cool acoustic yeah. set and he has he does a lot of like his career is like he's a musical therapist, which mm-hmm. I think is really great cuz he gets to hone in and like help people through yeah. music which is amazing but yeah he um when we all went to cape cod uh, yeah. a couple of years ago yeah um for him, your big like f- it, was it was almost like, a family reunion, like a family slash, reunion slash, slash triple birthday yeah um him and my brothers were playing and jamming together and i think like obviously like and even marguerite was playing and andy jumped in as well everybody was playing songs and it's like i think i'm spoiled because i hear brandon and carl play a lot but I always forget, like, whoa. Like, I just be like, Ken, just play for me for the rest of the day. And he did that song.
0: What, like a Kesha song? No, or... no, no.
1: Remember, it's that 80s song, and I, like, from Scrubs. And oh, I was...
0: uh, Eraser?
1: Yeah, Erasers. The, uh, erasers?
0: <laughs> yeah. Erasers. erasers. I try to discover. A little, a
1: little Respect? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, A Little Respect. Um, and he did that, and I swear to God, I was like, oh, my God, I love this song. And I was, like, obsessed with that song, and I still am for, like, a solid four months and, like, would play it on rotation. And I just remember hearing, like, so many other cool songs, and I forgot just how great the days of Sheep Dip, which was her first band. Sheep Dip? Sheep Dip. And I remember (laughs) going to my Auntie Common's house, and they had, like, a Sheep Dip flag (laughs) hanging above the driveway. And I thought that was, like, really cool. But, yeah, no, they're just, like, super talented. So if you have a chance to go catch uh ken Dorazario in boston or if he's ever touring down this way um check him out he's a wicked musician
0: yeah my favorite cover i've seen him do that i've watched so far he does a really good cover of thinking about you by frank ocean oh cool so i think i'll post that on the uh live at 605 Mm -hmm. facebook page he
1: still owes me a guster song
0: he does (laughs) so anyways i just want to say thanks to ken again for posting on the facebook page and everyone check out his kendo facebook page and listen mm-hmm. to this music i'll post one of his uh, covers on the group mm-hmm. and i have another email here and this is an email that comes from betty and she's in beautiful houston texas Ew. and she says hey john i laughed pretty hard at your first world problems episode i love the rap site comment section and the part where val tried to guess the rapper's ad lib
1: <laughs> they're so indiscernible.
0: <laughs> curious if you wear a lot of rock sean john or fubu and then she wrote Mo Money, More Problems.
1: The answer is no, because I wouldn't date him.
0: No, I just wear a lot of like Banana Republic or Gap. <laughs> you or... Urban Outfitters. Ooh, Urban Outfitters is the best new store. John I love is a it. big
1: hipster. I try to be. But as a big rap poser. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last week we were talking first world problems. Today we're going to jump into uh, first. It's first of anything you've done. I have a couple different things mm. I want to find out. Your first experiences of certain subject matters oh, okay but uh yeah i don't wear I love it
1: because it's like we've been dating for almost four years but it's still like when we do these podcasts i feel like some of these stories they are the first time i hear them So i feel like we're kind of like on first date motives still
0: oh well i already have probably a couple for or well there's one thing i'm going to talk about in a minute that i don't think i've told you about and something <laughs> about it. it's not like i had a tail that was surgically so removed right? <laughs> yeah so anyways thanks betty now i wear normal clothing although I used to wear rockwear a little bit in high school Ugh. when I was trying to find out my wiggerish uh, <laughs> tendency then. <laughs> and then there was a period of time when I had one Sean John shirt, but I bought it because Dan had a Sean John shirt.
1: You wanted to be just like Dan?
0: And I liked it on him, and then I wore it for about maybe the first semester of college. And then I'm like, uh, I'm not going to wear this stuff anymore.
1: John, when he first when we first met, he was like a solid like 130 pounds. And like soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. And he used to wear like extra, extra, extra large clothing. And then as soon as we started dating and he met the Gomez family, he gained like 60 pounds.
0: <laughs> well even uh last week we were getting ready to donate some clothes and I found some <laughs> pants that I could fit both my legs into.
1: I was like, what the hell were you wearing? And when did you think you were this large ever?
0: Yeah, like I'm the biggest I've ever been now. I'm not saying I'm fat, but I mean I used to be super just like real thin. And I'm yeah. like, these pants were from about six years ago. I'm like, how can I fit both my legs in here? And I was wearing so this gross. when They're I like was pants. Yeah, so I feel good that we're donating pants to probably some very large husky man.
1: Yeah, if nothing else, they can use it as window coverings.
0: Exactly. Now I'm into like very form-fitting skinny jeans. Yeah, he wants my and, pants. Well, they do look very nice. <laughs> Okay, so that was all the comments we got this week. Thanks to everyone who wrote in and and tweeted and everything like that. And now we're going to get into the sponsorship. And this was a late edition because we just found out about it about 45 minutes ago as it just happened to us. (laughs) And this episode of Live at 605 is sponsored by the two slow people walking in front of us today on uh, Bloor Bloor Street. Street. So do you wanna tell the people about how slow these people were and oh, what happened? Oh
1: my gosh, okay. So guys, Bloor Street, pretty long street in Toronto. Um, we just dropped off my brother Brandon who's playing a St. Patrick's Day gig on Bloor at a right beside St. Paul's church. So that's at about church and Bloor. Yeah. We were literally behind these people walking so slow Across Bloor approaching Yonge Street. Yeah,
0: we're walking down Bloor, and it's one of those places where we're on a tiny sidewalk, but it's already, like, they're doing construction. So there's, like,
1: scaffolding around us. so You can't kind of surpass them.
0: And so there was a good, you know, like, 50 feet of us walking behind them before we could pass them at a light. Yeah. And we just, there's no way for us to pass them, and it was just, they were slow. They
1: were so slow. Like, John and I, yeah, we are, like, unnaturally fast walkers, but, you know, this was, like sloth slow
0: or it's like sometimes if i'm walking with someone slow and i hear people behind me i will walk in front of my friend or whatever mm-hmm. so they can pass me these people weren't even no, budging and
1: they weren't even moving for like oncoming traffic to pass them it was like they are taking their damn time it's like a merry old day in toronto we yeah. are going to take the sloth approach to walking
0: so we finally get to young and bloor which is when we get to pass them we pass them at the lights yeah and you were going to... I needed se-
1: to go to Sephora to go pick up some benefit makeup.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we walk, we're walk. we walking down Blur for a bit, and then we get to your store. We walk in. You go find the product. I literally
1: find the product really quickly. We go into the checkout.
0: We do a checkout. You give them a gift card. Yeah. We make some sassy comments There's with like the
1: some, cashier. Yeah, some sassy hipster banter for a, like a solid... It felt like 10 minutes yeah. at least.
0: So we're in there for a little bit of time, and then you pay for everything, put them in your bag... We walk out and then we take a few steps down to walk back to Young and Bloor, and we see the slow, slow pe- pe- people walking still towards walking us.
1: walking towards us, and so, I'm like, "Oh!" Like how, sl- how like, slow? How slow are you? Like they
0: didn't even catch up to us and it had been more than like ten plus minutes. And it's- that
1: is crazy. I'm sorry. And can you imagine if there were like skinny sidewalks there and the scaffolding? We would never make it. I would be 30 already if that we were waiting for them to pass.
0: Yeah. Well, it goes back all the way to episode one of Live at 605 when I told you I knew I should have dumped Cat Lady when she couldn't cross that intersection in time.
1: (laughs) It it stresses me out. I think it's just like I hate suburban walkers. It's like, um, hello, we have places to be in the city. Exactly. (laughs) i run my life on a schedule. (laughs) Come on now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so let's thank those slow people for sponsoring us this week. So thank you to this too slow Ass walking people at Young and Bloor. Still
1: back baffles my mind.
0: So you were saying earlier we dropped your brother off at a gig today. Mm-hmm. And today it is in fact Saint Patrick's Day. Yes. Twenty thirteen. And uh I was thinking back today, we've I've been doing St Patrick's Day celebrations probably ever since, you know, I was legal to go out mm-hmm. and do Saint Patrick's Day celebrations, so I was going to tell you a story about probably my craziest St. Patrick's Day story. Okay. If you have any crazy ones, you can let me know. If not, this one will probably be enough for the both of us. Go for it. Okay. So this one was when I was still in college. Mm -hmm. And I think it was second year college at Centennial. And St. Patrick's Day, I can't remember if it was on a weekend or not. I was just thinking to myself, the best thing about... St. Patrick's Day when you're in college is it could be a Wednesday it doesn't matter because you're in school it's not like Mm -hmm. you have to work the next morning at nine in the morning you know Mm -hmm. when you're in college you can get drunk on a Tuesday afternoon because you have no classes or anything, right I remember I had to go to school the day of St. Patrick's Day I didn't have to go to class but I had to do a project with someone Mm -hmm. so I had a few friends from school who were gonna go on the Danforth and go drinking to like they're doing a big they were doing a big pub crawl Mm -hmm. so I was like okay well I got to go to school first my campus was right around uh, the Danforth. It was like Pape and and something, whatever. Okay. And I was like, "Let me just finish this project, then I'll come meet you guys wherever you are." Probably was at school for about an hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. And so, if all the guys were starting drinking at one o'clock, it was about one forty-five, two when I was done and ready to meet up with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was worried. I'm like, oh, these guys started like an hour, hour and a half before I got there. Right. I'm like, they're all going to be super drunk. Oh, I better catch up and, and, you know, have some drinks before I get there. Just so (laughs) I'm like in the same mode as them. Mm -hmm. So I'm at school in the bathroom and I have a whole bottle of Coke. And a Mickey of rum. Okay. So I take. I'm
1: so glad you said a whole bottle of Coke, yeah. not just like I have a whole lot of Coke.
0: Oh no, no, it was a bottle, not cocaine. Yeah. Coca-Cola classic. I was like, oh
1: my God, your first what? <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, no, nothing like that. Don't worry. to <laughs> any, any parents who are listening or anything.
1: Or girlfriends. Yikes.
0: Oh, don't worry. I don't do the uh, booger sugar. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I like saying booger sugar, Ew, but I wouldn't I hate do that it. Way. You know. <laughs> so I'm in the bathroom, and I take the bottle of coca-cola <laughs> and i pour half of it into the sink okay i take that mickey of rum and i pour it into the bottle of coke
1: jesus so
0: i, I think i somehow got mate probably almost a whole bottle of rum in there and i'm just like, like i said i'm like i can't i don't want to show up sober to everyone being drunk i yeah. want to catch up and make okay. sure i'm close to where they are because i've right. been drinking for a while so i'm walking um to the Danforth from school, and it's like a 10, 15 minute walk. Mm-hmm. And as I'm doing this, you know, I'm drinking from my Coke bottle. I'm like, oh, nobody knows what I'm doing. Yeah. And I just remember chugging it really fast, like I finished the whole bottle in, in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And I got to the bar to meet up to meet up with everybody, and I was just like already drunk. And I got there, and now are they all sober? They're like, we just got here. This is our first drink. I was Shut like, God up. damn it. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we. Proceeded to keep on drinking, and mm-hmm. we were going from, like, one bar to another bar, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, people were buying, like, green shots and drinking green beer and mm-hmm. doing this and that. And if I started drinking around one thirty-two, mm-hmm. I didn't leave until probably about 12.31 in the morning. Yep. Like, it was one of those things where we kept drinking, and it I'm just, like, right. completely annihilated, as everybody is. Mm-hmm. And this is when I lived in Scarborough, cause I was living in you? residence. Yeah. So let me paint the picture. I am drunk off my ass on the Danforth. I live in Scarborough. I still don't have that good of a knowledge of Toronto and, like, the geography.
1: No. Okay. So, sorry. I apologize to those who live in Scarborough. Scarborough is, like on the subway probably like a 25 to 30 minute subway and i apologize to those people who live in scarborough there are very Lori, nice Lori. <laughs> there are very nice areas in scarborough however where john's residence was it was not nice
0: it was super ghetto there was like all there was was a mcdonald's across the street
1: yeah and then when that's your selling point you know it's <laughs> not a good area
0: yeah and okay so i'm it's 12 31 in the morning i'm ready to go home and like I said, I I don't know I don't have enough money to take a cab because I'm just a poor student. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I'm in on the dance floor somewhere, really drunk. And like I said, I don't know north from south at this time because I'm still fairly new to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like saying like, "Okay, I'm leaving, guys. See you later." Walking out and be like, "Where the fuck am I?" I'm like, first of all, I just got to find the subway station. Mm-hmm. That's all I need to know. And I'm walking around, I can't find anything. And I bumped into I think they were two forty to fifty year old female hookers. Being like, we'll show you. Where are you going? Oh, my I'm like, God. I was just like, oh, I don't know. Where's the subway? And they're like, we're going there anyways. We got to meet up with our, you know, Pimps. pimp or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I am like, well, you are very nice ladies or whatever. Of course
1: they are. they hoping you buy them. They
0: may have just been drunk cougars, but I Ew. think they may have been prostitutes. I don't know. Okay. But I, I somehow all these stories find me like when we're at Croc Rock, that old chick who was grinding me. I and know. Then I the, feel
1: like, I don't know. I am a couple of years older than you, so maybe
0: keep going so anyways they get me to i think some subway station and Mm -hmm. i finally take it and i'm like passed out on the subway i get to the county station i get on the rt and i get to the scarborough town center and i get there and all the buses are done and i'm just like okay well now i know where i am but i'm still really drunk take a cab well the thing is i didn't have a i had like a a pay-as-you-go cell phone that had already been used up so i used like my (laughs) 10 minutes yeah I don't think there are any pay phones, and I'm just like stranded in the Scarborough Town Center at 2 in the morning. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god, I'm going to get shanked or beaten up or robbed or something like that. It's,
1: a, it's such a far cry from how you present yourself now as like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm rich.
0: <laughs> well, I am a young, rich white man with a big screen TV <laughs> that gets HBO. <laughs> First world problems.
1: <laughs> okay, keep going.
0: This is what well, you gotta Keep
1: going with your pay as you go card.
0: For the longest, I felt so bad. I had a pay-as-you-go card. And whenever I would call my family in Ottawa, I remember one time I called my mom for her birthday to wish her happy birthday. And halfway through, my card died. That's so horrible. So I had to run to shoppers. and like, give me a $50 phone card. I got to call my mom. Oh, my God. Okay. And, okay, I'm going to finish you this story. And then I'm going to tell you the story of how I got that pay-as-you-go cell phone because it's kind of a funny story, too. And it took place during my college years. Okay. So I'm at the Scarborough Town Center, drunk off my ass, And luckily enough, like I said, there was two prostitutes with a heart of gold that helped me find (laughs) the subway.
1: Such a silver lining right there. I met
0: like the nicest gangster ever. Okay. And he's just like, what did did it do, homie? I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know where I am. He's like, what can I do for you, playboy?
1: My God, he's totally going to steal your teeth or something. No,
0: he actually, really nice guy, backwards cap, a couple gold grills, you know, baggy Sean John shirts. Mm I think he helped me find a cab, put me in there, made sure I had money. And I got home and I passed out and I woke up the next day.
1: So maybe it's so, not a gangster.
0: That was probably my craziest St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you how I got my pay as you go phone? <laughs> was b- it like before I got my BlackBerry?
1: Pay as you work for somebody card.
0: Well, what That's it was was like I had a cell. Ph- I had my Ottawa cell phone when I was like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I never really talked to anyone. Like it's when I lived at home, so they would just call me on the landline at home. Mm-hmm. When I moved to Toronto, I didn't use my Ottawa phone because it was long distance and it was pay as you go. Mm-hmm. There was one year, I think it was second year college, towards the end of like the last month or whatever, and there was a dance competition. Okay. And for whatever reason, I remember I was like editing a video, and one of my friends in in school came up to me like, John, they're doing a dance competition. You have to come down right now. You you have to enter. I was like, all right. Okay. And I don't remember why they asked me. I don't think I ever danced or anything in school. Like, I'm so That's clearly... how I
1: met you dancing. So this is like just bizarre. <laughs> so you got your first phone and your last girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Well, let me put it this way. I'm about as good a dancer as I am a singer. And <laughs> for those of you who've listened to the podcast, you know I can't sing. And I'm a white guy and white guys can't dance. It's okay. So I got pulled into this dance competition mm-hmm. where it was me, a lady, mm-hmm. and then like – a guy who looked like he should be able to dance. Like, there was this tall, skinny black dude who was just, like, cool with the backwards hat and all this. Okay. So, I think it was me and three other people. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, I was the first one out. They put a song on for, like, two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just had to dance in front of, like, a huge crowd of people.
2: <laughs> What'd you do?
0: Oh, I just did crazy moves. The thing, <laughs> I think I had the video on Facebook. I'm going to try and upload it to the group. I want to see. I had the full, like, 11-minute video of me uh, battling against other guys. I love it. So I do my dance for like a minute to two minutes, just going crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next three people go, and then they like do a vote to see like who goes to the next round. So it was me and this like tall, cool, black dude mm-hmm. who was just like, he was doing like the Carlton dance, I think. Okay. He was doing like the, if people remember from like 2003, the snap dance for rapping. Oh, yeah. Where you just showing... like, do, do, snap, do, do, snap. People can't see what I'm doing, but it was... <laughs> Look up uh, them franchise boys. Boy, I think you like me. And that was like the big craze back then.
2: That's so crazy. Okay. So
0: it was down to me and him. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like cheering me on. And I think he went first and like he did a lap dance on some chick. Ew. And then I started dancing. I like, I think I ripped my shirt off or like I threw a belt off or something like that. Was this,
2: like Daytona?
0: I have no idea. It was like the craziest 10 minutes of my life. I'm dancing. I wasn't even drinking or anything. I'm like, I don't even want to be dancing, but everyone wanted me to. And I ended up, like, everyone had to cheer who they wanted to win, and I ended up winning this dance competition. I
1: love how your dance competition from then actually, like, can almost, like, foreshadow what your life is like now, because it's, like... It's like, when you tell me you were, like, stripping and taking your belt <laughs> off, it's like, if anyone's saw our Halloween pics from this year... Oh, God. John, half-naked, dancing on stage with all these <laughs> tattoos in front of, like, a sea of people, being Justin Hawkins from the darkness on stage. Somehow, on, like, the powers that be on Halloween give you, I don't even know, the energy slash confidence. Anyways, so I
0: win this dance competition. Yeah. And the first prize was a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And it was a pay-to-go phone. And I'm like, oh, it's got a Toronto number. Mm-hmm. I can finally have a Toronto phone. Is
1: that your current number?
0: Yeah, that that, that was my current number. Oh my I'm God. not gonna give it on the podcast. it will be a bunch of crazies calling me. But yeah. so for about not I'll... to
1: offend your audience. No,
0: well, I don't know. I don't want the person from you know, I don't Ghana. know, Ghana to call me, and it cost you me. You want like...
1: the person from Ghana to call you? Yeah, but
0: it'll cost me like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Just Skype me if you want to talk to me, Miss Ghana or Mister Ghana. <laughs> So, anyways, I had that Pays You Go phone up until when I was working at like City TV, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I got a Blackberry like five years ago. Mm-hmm. I had Pays You Go for the longest time just that's because so I didn't know how weird. to like get a phone plan, and now I have an iPhone five, Thank God. and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> really? So that's my crazy. My crazy St. Patrick's Day story, my crazy dance story, and my crazy Halloween shirtless <laughs> story.
1: <laughs> I love it. Three in one combo.
0: Exactly. All involved dancing. <laughs> like I was saying earlier, this episode of Live at 6.05 is all about firsts. So I have a list of firsts of, you know, different subject matter. And I just want to see if you remember what your first time at this thing was. Mm-hmm. We can kind of talk about it. And I'll just I have a couple of different ones. First one I have is, or do you remember your first ever memory as you
1: i kind of do um and this like obviously like people argue that it's like oh you saw pictures of that or whatever but my very first memory and it has to do with color recognition which i actually do think is a pediatric actual study like kids obviously pick up colors and stuff first Mm -hmm. when i was younger i think i was three to four I was in our babysitter's house, Nana Vaz. Nana
0: Vaz? Yeah. Nice.
1: Nana. And I had, every afternoon she'd give us like a cup of milk. And I always had the red cup. Okay. And so this guy, I think his name was Denzel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Denzel Washington? (laughs) No, I was just
1: saying his name was, it was Denzel and Trisha. Okay. Right? And they were brother and sister. Denzel was younger. He had the blue cup. And they were like, kind of like those plastic Fisher Price mugs kind of thing and we'd always have like a cup of milk and then one day my cup went missing and I refused to drink milk. Because I was like, I'm not drinking out of, like, somebody else's fandangled cup. (laughs) So I remember just having, like, my mom had to come and get me just because I was, like, freaking out and crying a lot. I think we all did this to my mom at some point because I remember, like, Brandon freaking out and, like, crying at school and Carl had to come get (laughs) him. And then I was freaking out at Nana Vaz's house because of my red cup going MIA. Wow. And so I remember that distinctly. And, like, you know when you can, like, smell the house you were in? Like, you still remember, like the darkness of it and Mm -hmm. like she had like a lot of toys and stuff but i distinctly always remembering like milk time oh really yeah it's just weird
0: wow that's cool what about you yeah it's funny you say that mine is almost eerily similar Mm -hmm. where one of my first memories is i don't remember if we had a nanny or i think it was just a babysitter but when i was really young we had this babysitter and she used to always give me You know, like, Nestle's Quick, but she would give me the pink Nestle's Quick. Ugh. And so I just remember her always, like, pouring the mix in with the milk and stirring it and being, like, this really vibrant color of pink.
1: Mm -hmm. Jamie Oliver would hate that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, clearly it didn't matter. I was, like, 100 pounds up until about 18 years old.
1: And still cavity-free, though. Yeah.
0: 27 years cavity-free and yourself?
1: Uh, 29 years cavity-free.
0: Boom. Yeah, so that's one of the first memories was this babysitter Mm -hmm. making me, like, Nestle's Quick pink version. Okay. I also have a very early memory of just one day walking home from school by myself. Okay. And this was the late 80s, like 88 or 89, mm-hmm. when kids would always walk by themselves to and from school. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I lived probably maybe a 10-minute walk away. This when mm-hmm. I lived in Toronto, because before I lived in Ottawa, I lived in Toronto for like the first five or six years of my life. Mm-hmm. And this was in like Thornhill. Mm-hmm. I just remember being like probably four or five years old, just walking home one day. Which is and crazy to me because that back. would never happen You'd never anymore. do that. Like your, the teachers weren't allowed. Your parents weren't allowed. You'd yeah. either be with like an older sibling or with someone you trust. And so I remember doing that. And another early one I have, I remember, oh, yeah, this is, this is the weird one. I think this is my first ever memory. Mm-hmm. I was probably like four years old, mm-hmm. and I woke up one night, middle of the night, And I went downstairs to the basement. I don't know why. I just remember middle of the night walking down to the basement, turning on the lights, turning on the TV, and watching the Ninja Turtles, the the very first movie. Okay. I don't know why. And I remember my dad coming down probably like 3 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I was watching the scene when they're like at that hideaway house after I think they burnt down April O'Neil's apartment. Yeah. And I remember there's a scene where there's like a bonfire and they see Splinter in the bonfire. Totally. And I just remember being like freaked the fuck out because i was a little kid watching like yeah. in the middle of the night and then my dad came down he's just like what are you doing john i'm like i don't know at and least I started he wasn't like,
1: yelling at you
0: no oh, i think i was crying i was so nervous and he <laughs> took me back up to my room that's
2: so sad
0: but yeah that, that that one's probably my first memory and it's such like an old like that was like 1989 maybe mm-hmm. and that was so long ago
1: yeah well i think it's like another one you've heard me speak about which is really weird because of like I still talk to this person now, and she's super sweet. You <laughs> yeah, know exactly what I I'm going to talk to. With a balloon? Yeah. Yeah. And this, this actually could be, for me, one of the things that has scarred me for life, where I feel like everyone gets a better hand than I do. So, like, we are at, like, another party. I think I was, like, again, like, three or four. Mm-hmm. And my now friend, and probably then it was just more of a family friend, Trisha. Uh, we were at some function, and there were, like, balloons everywhere. I'm younger than her, but not by much. But we were at this function and like, I can't remember, somebody was giving us balloons and she got a bunch of pink balloons and then I got, I only wanted a blue balloon. And so I got one blue balloon, but she had two pink balloons. And so my dad came up and he's like, hey girls, what are you doing? And Trisha's like, I really want a blue balloon. And then he's like, (laughs) well, there aren't any left. And then I was like, just like grasping my blue balloon. yeah, And then he's like, don't worry about He's like, we'll get you some another one later, and he gave her my blue balloon. And so, like, I just still, you know, how angry I get at this story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. No, it's funny. Like the the oldest memories of like the most like meaningless things like that. That doesn't matter now. Who care less about a balloon? But she's like, why did I not get? You know, why did, I have to give why away did he blo-? give
1: away my? balloon yeah right it's like i had none in sheer math skills this is like you don't give away the kid who has one balloon yeah so either way i love her now we went to her birthday she's unbelievably sweet and smart and if i had more balloons in real life now i would give her one
0: there you go (laughs) i'm gonna say i have two more kind of funny memories when i was a little kid Mm -hmm. still living in toronto so i remember i didn't really get this until much later in my life Mm -hmm. but I had, uh, me and my sister Jen, we had two really good friends who lived on our street, Cottonwood Court in Thornhill, Toronto. It's
2: like the most racist standing street ever.
0: <laughs> well, I'm about to tell you who my neighbors were. Okay. So our two friends was, my one friend's name was Neil, mm-hmm. and his older sister's name was Aaron. Mm-hmm. And Aaron and Jen are still really, really close, good friends yeah. to this day. And me and Neil, we actually, he was a couple years older. And then when I moved to Ottawa and I came back down to Toronto for school, we both went to the same centennial on the same oh, okay. campus. So we still keep in touch, not as much now, but he was like my really good friend when I first lived in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day he came over because they lived a few houses down Mm -hmm. and he got into a fight or something with our neighbors and he's just like, your neighbors are crazy. They're communist Nazis. Oh my God. So, and I didn't know what a communist or a Nazi was. No. And apparently we lived next to Nazis. And then, so the Nazis were on the left side of our house Yeah. and then on the right side of our house, our other neighbors were black people. And I just, remember, I think there was like big fights going on between the two of them. That's so
1: crazy. And
0: I, I didn't know what a Nazi was until like much later on because I was only four years old at the time.
1: Seriously, like I used to watch Sound of Music like two years ago and I didn't know that movie was about Nazis.
0: <laughs> kind of think of it. My friend Neil was only six. I don't know how he knew what a Nazi <laughs> was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that Neil. He's yeah. so smart. So I just thought that was really
0: str- – I just remember being like – the neighbors to our left being dicks and mm-hmm. someone telling me they were Nazis and communists and all this stuff. And I
1: wonder if like your first book was like Clifford goes to school and Neil's was like Mein Kampf or <laughs> <Maybe>. something. <laughs> so <laughs> that was
0: one of my first books, not Mein Kampf, but, yeah. but Clifford was. It was hilarious. And then the last memory I'm going to tell you was the first time when I found out we were moving from Toronto to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting one because both Jen and I were at Aaron and Neil's house because every Friday we'd go to their house and the next Friday they'd come to our house. It was just one of those things. Mm -hmm. We'd watch TGIF and either go to McDonald's or pizza. Okay. Best Friday nights ever as a kid. Amazing. So we were over at their house. I remember my parents called and they told um, Neil and Aaron's parents being like, oh, John and Jen have to come home now uh because their parents have something to tell them or something to give them. Oh okay. I remember being told so they have something you getting to give presents. us. So I'm just like, Oh, I am so excited. I'm walking home like I, I wonder what they're gonna give me. Is it gonna be a new GI Joe? Is it gonna mm-hmm. be a new wrestler or something mm-hmm. like that? And I walked home and this was nineteen ninety, so I was five years old. Is Katie born yet? Yeah, she was one year old. She was born in eighty nine. Okay. So Katie is my little sister, mm-hmm. four years younger than me. And my older sister Jen is four years older than me. Mm-hmm. So we get home, and my parents, I was like, oh, I'm so excited. What did you guys get us? And, like, we have a big decision we made. We got to tell you, your dad's got a job in Ottawa. We're going to be moving to Ottawa however so many months or whatever. That's so sad. And I was just like – because I don't really think I had too many friends. Like, I think I was young enough that it's just like Neil was the only person I yeah. hung out with. So, like, I was definitely sad, but I was just kind of like, oh, okay, like I'm moving somewhere new or whatever. Yeah. So that was like one of my other earliest memories. Okay. And this is going to segue into my next first. Okay. Do you have like any experiences or can you tell me anything about your first day of school? And it can either be kindergarten, grade one, high school, college, uh, university. Because I'll tell you one of my kind of experiences.
1: Well, okay. I remember having in like either senior kindergarten or junior kindergarten, I remember having a pink bag like backpack, but like more of a purse kind of thing mm-hmm. um, to take to school. And I, my mom dropped me off. And then I don't remember, like this could have been any day, but I remember them like having a climber, like a jungle gym inside the room, inside your classroom, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so we are me and my friend Mary, who lived two, two houses down at my parents' place, um she was in my class was really excited because i've grown up with her so i was like yay we're in the same school in the same classroom and then her and i got in trouble for playing in the sandbox past the time that we were allowed to play in the sandbox so we were like just hanging out there and then we got really scared (laughs) because we got in trouble we went and hid in the climber but because the climber is open you can see people in there (laughs) so clearly our plan was silly but you know when you're Four years old or mm-hmm. five years old, or whatever, yeah. So, so, I thought that was pretty cool, but I genuinely remember being like, Oh, sitting around a, like a duct tape circle for mm-hmm. story hour and <laughs> nice. stuff, and like having a cubby hole and all that jazz. Did
0: you guys ever have like, naps or anything like nap time? I don't time?
1: remember having nap time, me neither. I don't know if that's like a later thing. I had afternoon class, okay, part kindergarten,
0: yeah, because I remember like if you watch movies like Kindergarten Cop or anything mm-hmm. like that. I don't know if it's something in America. Maybe your cousin Kenny, if he's listening, he can tell me if they ever had nap time. But I don't remember us having a nap time.
1: I think it's also because it might be different under the McGinty administration now. But we only had – well, not anymore, thank God. But um, we never had full-day kindergarten. We only had half-day. So Mm -hmm. if we had – like maybe the states has full-day kindergarten – so you would want to make those kids go to sleep. True. Right? Okay, so one of my
0: first memories—I don't have to, i went to school for a little bit in Toronto when I was a kid. I, I did kindergarten and half a grade one, uh-huh. and all I remember from Toronto grade one was I, my class was in a porta pack. You know what that is?
1: Like a toilet.
0: <laughs> no, not a porta potty. Oh. A porta pack was two portables put together. Weird. It was called a porta pack. Okay. And so Why I remember did we just it be-
1: call it a large portable?
0: I don't know. I, okay. I just remember being like, you have class in a porta pack. Okay. I was like, okay. So I did that. And then when we moved to Ottawa, it was in, I think, December of 91 when I was in grade one. Mm-hmm. And I just remember my grade one teacher, her name was Mrs. Saunders. Okay. And uh, anyone. anyone... It was
1: Miss Wilkinson.
0: Nice. I'm, I'm impressed you remember.
1: My mom used to cut her hair. Really? <laughs> yeah. I hope you got good grades. I hope so, too. <laughs>
0: So the cool thing is anyone who's from Ottawa mm-hmm. who knows Mrs. Saunders, yes, she was the Mrs. Saunders from Mrs. Saunders Farm. Because there's this farm in, I think it's in Stittsville. Mm-hmm. And every Halloween, they turn Mrs. Saunders Farm into like a haunted hayride, and haunted oh, houses yeah. and all this stuff. Okay. So Mrs. Saunders was my teacher. Mm-hmm. I think she she was pretty old when she was my grade one teacher. So I don't think she taught much longer. Mm-hmm. This was at Roland Michener Public School in Ottawa okay. in Canada. So I remember that, but the one like one of my saddest memories was I remember when I first moved there, I I just couldn't make any friends when Aww. I was like six years old or whatever. Yeah. I remember I, I didn't really talk much back then and mm-hmm. I just remember all the recesses I would just walk around like the school. Don't tell me these stories. But then Miss Saunders being the good teacher that she was. Yes. She talked to a couple of the my classmates, a couple guys, mm-hmm. and be like, Oh, can you just hang out with John? He doesn't know anybody mm-hmm. They did, and they all became, like, my best friends from grade 1 to 6. Aww. Like, all my, like, really cool guys. There's, uh, I had a friend named Kyle, Brian, Scott, just, like, all these really fun guys, and they were so good. Which leads me, I'll give you my, my last first school memory. Roland Missioner Public School was from grade 1 to grade 6. So once we got out of grade 6, we had to do grade 7, grade 8, at another school, like a middle school. Okay. Because mine only went up to grade 6. So I moved to go to W. Erskine Johnson for grade 7, grade 8. Okay. But the problem was all my best friends, Brian, Scott, Kyle, my other best best friend, Andy Sinclair, who I talked about on a previous podcast. Andy moved to Winnipeg after grade six. Aww. Brian, Scott, Kyle, all those guys. They lived down in like the country area of, of Ottawa, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they went to a different middle school. Oh no. So I had to go to W Erskine Johnson all by myself. Yeah. So it was basically like starting fresh again. Okay. So I remember that's
2: where you met Dan. Well, that's where I'm leading up to, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs>
0: So I knew a few people, clearly, from uh, Roland Mitchell who went to Wedge, but none of those guys were in my class. So I remember going grade 7, Mrs. Drennan's class, all by myself. And we sat at a table where it sat, uh, two four, like, eight people. I was on one side, and on the end, next to me, was Dan Craig, who, Aww. so from grade 7 on, we kind of, like, he was my first friend I made in Wedge. Aww. And we were pretty good friends, kind of, like, throughout all middle school, high school, and clearly... We are good friends now, as he did the podcast. Yeah. So that was just, like, another interesting experience I found. I like that. And let's keep it on the school note. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your first ever slow dance? <laughs> it's a very pivotal moment in anyone's, you know, adolescence, I think.
1: It is. It is. Um, I think my first slow dance was either in grade 6 or 7. It was definitely with the guy. I think we've spoken about this in previous podcasts. The guy or the girl who, like everybody's in love with for me it was the guy that everybody was in love yep. with including myself mm-hmm. um which one We're well, not gonna say his name because he's on my facebook okay. right now um and if i saw him today i'd still be like hey what's going on mm-hmm. kind of thing but it was to the fuji's killing me softly weird it's so weird and i just remember it being like definitely like school gymnasium girls were on one side and it was like guys on the other and he like asked me to dance but it was still with like three people could be in between both of you guys kind of thing but i thought that was pretty cool and i was i was very clearly very excited so
0: do you remember if during the song when you guys were dancing mm-hmm. did all the guys when wyclef went one time yeah, one did all the totally. guys go two, time, two, two times
1: two times that's the best part yeah. of that song uh, can i say my worst cool dance experience uh, of course so along the same lines i think it was also grade seven or eight Um, same guy who one of my closest girlfriends was in love with, and then he like did not like her at all, but him and I were still like really cool friends, like same person I'm talking to from the previous one. And all she wanted to do is dance with this guy. (laughs) Like it was like, I need to make this happen. Yeah. And so I'm sitting up on the stage with her, and the guy, like, this is kind of like a dick move, but he's like on the PA system or whatever—it's like guy's choice or whatever. It's so who, weird. who is
0: a Casey Kasem DJ here? I <laughs> I school know, I know. So he's like Guy's, guys, guys choice. choice.
1: So he like walks up and he does this thing where he's like walking in between everybody. I'm like, oh my god! To my friend Claudia at the time, I was like. Oh, my God, he's coming to ask you to dance because he's, like, clearly coming up. And, like, if you know that song, One Sweet Day, Mariah Carey, boys to Men, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, right? And so, like, he came up, and when I thought he was going to ask her, he asked me instead. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God. You know that moment where you're like, oh, this is such a dick move if you go because now your best friend is, like, stranded and like, all sad pants? That's like, what would you do? Mm-hmm. So I chose the route of, okay, I'm going to go dance with this guy. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> You're I'm a
0: like, young lady growing up, there. you know.
1: So, yeah. But that, I thought that was like, that was a very pivotal dance, yeah. I remember.
0: That's funny. What about you? Yeah, my first dance was, again, in grade seven. And it was with someone who sat at my table with me and Dan. Aww. And her name, I remember her name. Her name was Jen. I don't remember her last okay. name. And I haven't seen her since grade seven because this was the school dance for the last day of grade seven. Okay. And I remember she moved away the following year, so I never saw her again. Mm-hmm. But we were doing the dance, and I think someone told me she wanted to dance with me because I I definitely didn't have the nerve to ask anyone to dance. Yeah. But one of her friends, one of her girlfriends, just like Jen, really wants to dance with you. You know, it's she's moving away, and she's always like she had a crush on you this year or whatever. Aww. So I was like, okay. So I went up to her and I'm like, do you want to dance with me? Aww. And she just like, she said yes. And we danced to, I was almost going to say Soundgarden. It's not Soundgarden, it's Savage Garden.
1: Oh, I was like, what a badass school <laughs> dance did you have?
0: Savage Garden's Truly, Madly, Deeply, yeah. which is like the corniest song ever.
1: See, as you're saying this, I'm still thinking of like Black Hole Black
0: Hole <laughs> won't you come? <laughs>
1: That'd be an awesome school dance song. It
0: would be, but uh, yeah, so it was Truly, Madly, Deeply. And mm. Like you as well, I think we were like, four feet in between us as I'm, like, holding her hips and she's holding, like, my shoulders yeah. or something. And I think she told me, she's like, I like you. I was like, I like you, too, even though I, I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so horrible.
0: Because I'm like, well, I'm, I'm 13 years old. It's not like I'm going to go out with you and, like, we're going to start dating or anything. I like guess. I can barely, you know, stay up past 9 o'clock. I'm like, I'm not going to go to the movies with you.
2: Aww.
0: And then she told me she was moving away anyway, so I was like, oh, I'll tell you I liked you, too. Why not? You're so her, like, horrible. Give her a confidence boost. I'm like, I'm not going to see you ever after today. It's the last day of school. Okay. And I never did see her ever again. Oh, God. And for all I know, she could be just like, you know, I don't know, super successful and like a man killer or like a man eater because I gave her all this confidence after the final day Anyways. of grade seven. So that was my first dance. Okay. Okay. So this was such a big hit last week. Oh God. I have to do this again. <laughs> this is everyone's new favorite game. Can I get an ad lib? Okay, so this game is all about rapper's ad-libs. I'm going to say the rapper's ad-lib, and you have to guess which rapper is saying it. Okay. Last week we did this, and for example, I said uh, Yezzer, which was Pharrell Williams. Mm-hmm. Or I said Yuck, which was Pusha T. And I just found it hilarious because you just don't have the I don't ad- have a rap knowledge, rap knowledge like this. I do. So yeah. I just thought it was funny that we'd try it again, and okay. I have a whole list here. Let me start off with a bit of a easy one. For oh, God. <laughs> and I did, okay, I'm going to start with an easy one. I actually did this one the other day, so we'll see if you remember. Oh my gosh, no. You ready? Okay, go. Strange music. <laughs> Can we do that again? Is that
1: the guy
0: who goes, strange music? Bah-ha-ha. Who's
1: that? I don't
0: know. <laughs> let, let me, let me, try, and okay, and for everyone else, I try to do the ad lib in the rapper's voice. Let me try this again. Strange music. Who (laughs) no? Who who did we go see in concert one day? You, me, and Sean. Tech Nine. Tech Nine. That's his record label. So at the end and starts of all their their songs, it's Tech Nine, Chris Calico. It always goes strange music.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think there is somebody out there. It's like an ID tag that goes strange music. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
0: you ready? Yeah, boss. I'm gonna, okay, let me do this again. He does two of them. I'm going to do both of his, okay? Okay. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to repeat this? Yeah. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- okay, this He's guy. fat. He is fat.
1: He...
0: You got, I think, I can see the wheels turning in your head. Boss.
1: Big bun. Is
0: that <laughs> <laughs> I commend you for remembering big bun. <laughs> No, not Big Bun. Bun B. <laughs> from the legendary UGK with Pimp C. Is that him? No. He is a fat rapper with yeah. a big beard. Zero. Close. I'm going to give you... He has a very white name. Starts with an R. Rick Ross. Rick Ross, the boss. <laughs> yeah. He goes, boss. And he also goes, who? <laughs> Rick Ross, the boss. Okay. You ready for another one? Yeah. Okay, here we go. So- you. <laughs> let, me, let me let me state that one again. Okay. And really, just listen to me accentuate it. Okay, that might help you. Okay. You. <laughs> this guy had. He's a pretty much a one-hit wonder. Okay. We do reference this guy a lot. We do. <laughs> we do. I'm gonna say I that. You
1: know, I reference any rapper a lot.
0: Um, I'm gonna extend it a little bit. And you might. I'm not. You might get this. Okay. okay? You crank that. Blank.
2: Soldier
0: Boy. You crank that soldier boy. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> soldier boy. Yeah. That's from his, his hit song, soldier boy, crank that or whatever. He goes, you crank that soldier ah. boy. Okay, you're getting good. You're getting better. Okay. This one. Okay, I'm going to try my best to do this one. Okay. You ready? Let me try that again. Let me. <laughs> you ready? Close. Only
1: because he started barking.
0: Exactly. Let me me do it again. Okay. (laughs) 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 I'll give you a clue. Was it either Ja Rule or DMX? DMX. DMX, the dog. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, that was better. I should have gone. (laughs) He's more. (laughs) 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 I wouldn't
1: have known the difference. He's a barking dog.
0: (laughs) Okay, so that was DMX. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Eight. Hey. <laughs> I'll, I'll repeat that again. Eight. Hey. I'm saying A. Hey.
1: Eight. Hey. Two chains.
0: Close is. I don't it... know when
1: you say close, I'm so Actually, far. Actually,
0: clo- it's not close at all. Oh, yeah. Is it either Joel Santana or Jim Jones? I
2: don't know who these people are.
0: They're both from the legendary dip set. I still don't know that's who they are. That's like Cameron's group. Who's Cameron? He does, oh, boy, oh, boy. You're alone
1: on this one. You don't know camera. I'm going to pick dual set.
0: <laughs> no, tip set. Oops. And that's their rap group. It's either oh. Juel Santana or yeah. Jim Jones. I'm
1: going to pick Santana.
0: Jewel Santana? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. He goes, hey, hey. I can't do it. In his- he has a better voice than me. Okay. Okay, I got um two more. Yeah. Oh, no, I got three more. Okay. okay. Okay, this one's tough because he has a really raspy voice. That's your clue. Okay. You ready? Yeah. It's gonna sound similar to one I did last week, but it's different. Okay. You Ready? Okay. Aha!
1: Ja Rule? He had a raspy voice.
0: Close, yeah. he had a. he did do a song with Ja Rule. Aha! It's either <laughs> Close, it's either it's either Shine or Jadakiss. to Kiss. kiss. kiss, yes. I'm not doing his his voice justice. He goes, Aha! <laughs> okay. Okay, I got a couple more for you. Mm-hmm. you ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ludacris. Not close, but he. <laughs> this is an early 90s. He's. I'll give you a clue. He's from N.W.A. Dre. Not Dre. Is it either Easy E or Ice Cube? Ice Cube. Yeah yeah. <laughs> you are correct, ma'am. Okay, and are you ready for the last one? Yeah. Okay, here we go. What? What? Yeah yeah.
1: Oh, I do know this. What? what? Yeah
0: yeah. Send
1: to Dave Chappelle.
0: <laughs> Dave Chappelle does do it, but he's based on a rapper.
1: Can I phone a friend, AK you, Richard? <laughs> okay,
0: is it either Little John or Big Poops? Ew, Little John. <laughs> yeah. Ew. I don't know who Big Poops is. I couldn't kind think of, of another the worst name. name ever. You want to know the worst CD I ever bought was based on a rapper's name? Go. Skinny Pimp. Ew. At CD Warehouse in Canada, Matt was with me and I bought it based on his name, Skinny Pimp. Aw,
1: uh, Do you think that's where Breaking Bad got Skinny P? Skinny P? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. And that's how you play Can I Get an Adlib? do you remember your first date you ever had with someone do you want to talk about yeah. that yeah um
1: the first date I've had like okay like obviously like we can talk about like like smaller things like you know when you just end up hanging out with yeah. a guy or whatever mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna say those ones because those were all really awkward in itself but like the definitive like first date with a guy who wasn't like my friend first like it was somebody who like physically asked me out was, um, this dude I worked with at Canadian Tire <laughs> in, um, the garden center. Okay. And so, you know what it's like, it's different when you're younger, when it's like, like, it, just like you said with that girl who moved away, it was like somebody who clearly likes you more than you like them.
0: So they liked you more than you like yeah. them. Okay. And
1: so I, I don't know, for me, it's like, I was like, oh, okay, this dating thing is like new to me. I, I've never been like a huge dater um in general so I was like okay why not it was like he seems like a really nice guy we have like the same group of work friends and like the weird thing was was that with me he seemed like he had a lot of confidence when he was around the group but then if you got me and him like solo yeah. he would not say anything really to me. so we went he took me out to dinner and if you know me you know me now I'm very not into like generic franchise restaurants like I always like trying new things and I think I've always been that way. Um, So we went to some, like, random, like, like a Jack Astor's or something. This makes me sound so pretentious at, like, 16 or 17. (laughs) Um, But anyway, we went to, like, a Jack Astor's or whatever. And then he took me to see Bruce Almighty. Weird. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. So we're sitting in the theater. And... Didn't do anything, which I was like, "Oh, thank God," because I was like, well, I "Just don't like, really
0: like know. when we went on our first date in a movie theater, I didn't do anything either."
1: Yeah, but I actually liked you. I didn't know if I liked <laughs> this. This sounds so horrible. Ah, <laughs> like,
0: oh, you're so you don't know. You just you're happy to go yeah, on a date. right? I was just
1: like, "Oh, okay." Um, so I'm just sitting there, and we're st- like, "Whatever." And I was like, oh, "Okay, this is really weird." Like, I'm like, "I like you, but I feel like you like me a lot more." So it's just like, I just don't think it's fair to like have something happen or whatever. And so I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, do you want to get coffee? I was like, oh, it's, I think it's getting late. I have like to go to school and to work tomorrow. So do you want to just drive me home? <laughs> and so he's like driving me home. And I just, I can't remember the song that I was playing, but we're on my street, my parents' street. We're pulling up and I'm like, He's going to try and kiss me, right? And so I was like – and I'm still getting equally as nervous. And so, like, he's literally, like, saying bye as he's, like, pulling into the driveway. Like, you know that speech before you're like, I'll walk you to the door Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I was like, okay, bye, and literally got out of the car as it was pulling up my driveway. Like, car is still fully moving up my parents' driveway. And I'm like, (laughs) got to go kind of thing. Wow. And I was like – I've never felt so horrible, but at the same time, I was like, I do not want you – kiss me because i just think yeah. it'd be weird mm-hmm. but then we ended up dating like later on but it was just like still the most like cata, like cataclysmic like relationship ever weird. but um that was like my first date scenario i remember being like it's a definitive date and it yeah. just did not go well
0: so my first date mm-hmm. was when i was in grade 11 i believe mm-hmm. and i'm gonna re- i'm gonna keep all people's names are gonna stay out of this one mm-hmm. Because it's kind of an interesting one. So uh-huh. basically, I wasn't the cool, sophisticated, suave guy that I am now when I was in high <laughs> school. Like, I think we've mentioned before, I was all of 80 pounds. One of the only classes I really liked in high school uh-huh. was drama class. Uh-huh. And so I remember there was, like, I always found people in drama were always super nice to me. and, this and that. Not that anyone ever really bullied me or anything like that. It's yeah. just, I had a few friends. It's just whatever. High school sucks for everybody, right? Yeah. So I remember one day I have this assignment in drama with this one girl, mm-hmm. and she was asking me, she, and she was part of like the popular cl- like kids, right? She was a cool chick or whatever. That sounded weird. <laughs> weird <a> cool chick. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I remember her being like, "Oh, so are you going to the the dance coming up? It was a semi formal." Mm-hmm. I was like, "No, I, I'm in grade 11. I haven't been to a dance once. You're just gonna make me start now." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh my friend, she would go if you if you asked her out. She'd say yes to you." Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, and so her friend was also in my drama class. Why didn't she just ask? Well, I don't know, because I, th- I think she's just like, oh, you know, my friend always thought you were, thinks you were always thought you were cute. Yeah. You should ask her; she would definitely say yes. Uh, so I remember the girl just like called her friend over, and she's like, John has something to ask you. And I was like, oh, and like I could barely talk to girls now. Like I'm mm-hmm. 16 years old, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like again with my you know voice cracking. Do you want to go to the dance with me? Uh-huh. And she was like. I think she paused for a second, and she's like, sure. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, of course, right? Yes. And I remember being all excited, like, whoa, because she was also one of, like, the popular kids, too. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is amazing, going from, like, zero to hero, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, I, I told my mom, and she was super excited, and she's like, it's a semi-formal. She's like, I'll buy you a new suit and everything. Uh... So mom's mom goes out and buys me, like, a really nice suit that was probably two sizes too big. Because <laughs> that's what kids did in, like, 2001. <laughs> The girl's like, okay, I'll call you and tell you when I'm going to meet you at school. Because I didn't. I don't think any, either of us had our licenses at the time. So, like, her mm-hmm. parents are going to drop her hour off. My parents are going to do the same. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, you know, she's like, I'll call you right after school. And it's like, 3 o'clock, no call. 4 o'clock, no call. 5 o'clock, no call. <sighs> so, I remember, like, I had to call her. Yeah. And, like, there's nothing scarier than when you're a 15, 16-year-old kid than calling a girl's house. Mm-hmm. First, first of all, if you get the parents and, like, totally. who is this? And you have to talk to them. Yeah. And then just, like, talking to a girl on the phone. Mm-hmm. This is before we all had cell phones, and you would just text someone. So I remember I called her at, like, 6 or something, and she's like, oh, yeah, uh, I guess I'll just meet me there at, like, 8 o'clock or something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, this already isn't going very well. Yeah. I get to the school around, like, 8 o'clock, and I find her in the dance. And so we dan- We have a couple dances together. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not really talking too much. We go and, like, get a drink of punch and <laughs> – We're talking a little bit. Yeah. Not much. And then I remember her being like, "It's so if we got there at 8 at Mm -hmm. like 9.30, Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, yeah, I'm staying at my friend's house, and she has a curfew of 10 o'clock, so we have to go now. She's like, really Mm -hmm. sorry. I had fun, though, and I'll Mm -hmm. see you later.
2: Okay. So I was like,
0: okay, whatever. We went to the dance. It was cool. It was like one of the popular kids. Whatever. I go to school on Monday, Mm -hmm. and I find out, because I'm talking to her one friend, Mm -hmm. and she's just like, or no, I was... I was standing next to her one friend, and it was, like, all the popular kids were talking. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, that was such a crazy party. We all went to have to do the dance. I can't believe this. What a jerk. So she totally, like, ditched me to go, like, to the popular kids' dance or to the popular kids' party. Okay. I was like, oh, whatever, wank.
1: That is such a wank move. I hate this person. No,
0: I think she's actually a nice girl. Like, I think it's just what. Well, no, it's just, like, that one thing. It's clearly I think she was doing me a favor to go out with me or something. What? Or maybe not that. I just think I asked her, many she's like sure. Excuses for these no. people. They're so uh, silly. Yeah. Them. Anyways, that was just like my first date. I'm like, oh well this sucks. But Aww. it's I think everyone in high school has an experience like that. Oh yeah. And uh now, you know, I've I've been knocking them dead for years and I'm all like John B. <laughs> Smooth or something like that. I don't know.
1: So it's I think it's like the one thing it's like in high school. You know, like there's always that if you could go back and tell your high school version like yeah. now kind of thing. Just be like, it's going to be fine later on. Just get out of high school. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's the same for high school kids now, but I would definitely want to go back to my high school version of myself and be like, don't panic so much. Yeah. Like, everything gets better once you leave these shithole walls.
0: Do you remember, like, your first love of your life? And it doesn't have to be a real one, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you mine first. It's kind of a funny one. Go. My first love was when I was in grade two, when it was my grade two teacher, Miss... Mm-hmm. Not Mrs., Miss Hallanday. Oh,
2: so you actually had a chance. Man. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, my gosh. She was just like, she looked like Joan Osborne. You know, what if God <laughs> <Yeah>. was... She <laughs> had some
1: odd-ass taste. <laughs> okay.
0: She had like the curly blonde hair. nose ring? No nose ring, but <laughs> okay. I think she was my teacher when that song was big. Okay. I remember being in grade two and just being like, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever Aww. seen. I must ask her out, but I was all of eight years old. Okay. I remember that. It was just like the first time me being like, oh, I like girls, mm-hmm. and I don't think I liked another girl until like grade five. I, I think it was just one of those things where I was just like smitten by her. Yeah. Because she was really pretty, I I'm, to this day I remember the smell of her perfume. You know, it's one of those things where you think about you talk about smells from yeah, the past. Yeah. True. You can remember the smell of yeah. your your house or For whatever.
2: Yeah, Babysitter's house. Yeah.
0: So I can remember the smell of her perfume. Okay. And I think she was like an inspiring singer.
1: I wonder and, what she's doing now.
0: I should look her up. I don't know what her first name is though.
1: Oh, you can probably find her on LinkedIn.
0: Probably, yeah. Yeah. Unless you got married and changed your last name.
1: Oh, but. all very valid points from grade two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that was like all of eight or 20 years ago or yeah. something like that. So that was like my first love. And then I liked the girl in like grade five. We talked about it in the first podcast. Yeah. But do you remember who you were first smitten by as a young lady? Um,
1: I definitely think it was same dude from grade six. Like clearly yeah. we had slim pickens at our school. Um, So... He was, like, a hockey player, and, like, he was pretty, like – he was, like, one of those people who's just, like, clearly not to my best friend, but he was nice to most people. And um, I just thought he was, like, super cool and really nice, and he, like, carried himself well. And he kind of lived a little north of my parents' house, and he used to come play hockey on my street with, like, a bunch of the guys who lived on my street. So I'd always, like, go out and hang with them and stuff. Um, So I was, like, spinning by him for, like, a solid, I guess, like – four years. It could have been out of boredom or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. But um either way, like he was just like a really really nice guy. Um the next one that I had a crush on, my friend Miranda would always be like, "He has a peanut-shaped head and vampire teeth."
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know Weird. why.
1: Clearly he wasn't like he was attractive and maybe not the most attractive, in person. a Mr.
0: Peanut kind of way.
1: Yeah, and so Miranda would make fun of me all the time, but um she had a way of putting things so it would be like get some perspective like, yeah or whatever um but I had a huge crush on him and our lockers were beside each other in high school and we had like a bunch of the same classes but like in hindsight now like when you think about some of the people you've liked in the past and you know what they're doing now it's like can you imagine your life if you ever did go up yeah so oh
0: for yeah. sure okay let's let's get off the love track we talked about all these things do you remember your first ever we're old enough now I was gonna say your first ever CD but do you remember your your first cassette or your first yeah. musical thing you ever got. First, I want to ask you the first one that you were ever given or, or got as a mm-hmm. present, then I'll ask you the first one that you bought with your own money.
1: The first CD or cassette? Which yeah. one are we doing?
0: Well, either whatever the first was.
1: Oh, okay. So the first cassette I ever bought was Hit Zone 2. Nice. Um, with Dan... The, what is it?
0: The Automator?
1: No, no, no. Hit, Hitman Dan or something. Oh, Tarzan, Tarzan Dan? Dan? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, So it was his... And then the first CD I ever bought was Ace of Bass.
0: Nice. I saw the sign.
1: And then the first CD.
0: It wasn't Bass of Bass?
1: No, it wasn't.
0: Riding in my Funkmobile to my my Soul soul Shack. No.
1: (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. I wonder what they're up to.
0: No idea. I
1: wish you would call it. But, uh, yeah, so Ace of Bass, and I loved Ace of Bass. Um, I think it was, like, if you were a product of when I was in grade six, so however old that makes you, yeah. that album was huge.
0: I remember being in grade four in a split grade four, grade five class, mm-hmm. and that uh, CD defined our school year. Yeah, <laughs> it
1: was so true. It's, like, everybody wanted to dance to, like, The Sign. and.
0: There are other two big songs. It was,
1: like, if...
0: What were the other two songs? No,
1: there's one that was, like, if you want a baby... Don't call oh, me. Baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> Something I like love that song. <laughs> right? So yeah, those are my two. What about you?
0: My first ever cassette I was given mm-hmm. was it was a it was like a mixtape of like the biggest hits of like 1962. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had some. Like somebody made you it. No, because whenever I would drive around. I, when I was a kid, I growing up in the '90s, I hated '90s music. Really? Because I thought it was the scariest shit ever, like the Cranberry Zombie, I loved the, 90s. Uh, the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, that Rat in the Cage video, mm-hmm. Metallica, Nirvana. I just remember being. Like, from age 6 to 11, Mm -hmm. just being scared of that music. Okay. So, my mom and I would listen to Oldies 1310 in Ottawa, which was their (laughs) Oldies channel. Okay. So, I love 60s music. Like, my my all-time favorite song when I was a kid Mm -hmm. was Rock Around the Clock. Oh, my God. But, yeah. So, I got this mixtape of, like, the 60s. And I remember, the only song I remember on there was, My boyfriend's back and you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah. So, that was the first cassette I was ever given. The first CD I ever got was for Christmas, and it was Beck's Odelay. Great album. Yeah, and even then I was still kind of scared of music. Because remember, he, he had some weird videos for oh, even yeah. the, the album cover of that. I don't even know what that album cover was. It was like a mop jumping over. A, Something. It was like the weirdest cover. Mm-hmm. But the first album I ever bought, which was kind of funny, was Eminem's Slim Shady LP, his very first album.
1: Oh, wow. That and was that, like
2: grade eight, wasn't it? Yeah, I,
0: it was like ninety nine I think. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was I remember really liking the song Hi, my name, name is. is Yeah. And I remember watching on Much Music and this was before I knew that they censored music videos. Yeah. So I remember being like, This is such a fun song. Yeah. Went to Bayshore in Ottawa. Yeah. Bought his album, had my C D player in the car. The uncensored. I'm censored. I didn't know that they were, yeah. I didn't know that he swore. Yeah. I remember my mom driving me home, <gasps> listening to the album. I like, cranked it up. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, I love my name is, I listened to it. Yeah. And he's talking about like ripping Pamela's <gasps> tits off and fucking, I'm just like, oh, I turned it off right away because I was so scared. But yeah. This is before like you didn't watch your parents know that you listen to the stuff totally. like this. So that was the first one and I even remember buying like one of my first albums, Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to it with that skit about like the, three people having a three-way oh yeah. listening to i think next to my sister being like oh my god what is this
1: that's so creepy
0: yeah so those were the the first few albums i ever got
1: do you remember the first concert you went
0: to boom that was my next question mm-hmm. i remember okay i'm gonna tell you my first concert but my but before that i'll tell you my first time ever going out to a stadium for something okay and this is when I still lived in Toronto, I think right before we moved to Ottawa. Okay. So I was about six years old. Mm-hmm. It was me, my dad, my friend Neil, and his dad, Egon. Okay. And we went to Maple Leaf Gardens, which is where we Loblaws. live ac- Where we live across now, which is the Loblaws. Mm-hmm. But we went to like a wrestling match. Okay. And it was when Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter, okay. and like the Ultimate Warrior were still around. Crazy. So I remember going there because I was the biggest wrestling fan as a kid. Oh. And I got to see the Hulk Hulk Hogan. I could see Hulk Hogan fight Sergeant Slaughter. Cool. And I got his Sergeant Slaughter's autograph afterwards. Okay. So I was about six years old for that. But my first real concert I ever went to, I was going into grade nine or 10. Mm -hmm. It was me, my sister Jen, and my friend Tyler at the time. Mm -hmm. And we went to, it's not, I can't remember if it was Edge Fest Mm -hmm. or it was along those lines of an Edge Fest. Okay. But it was in Ottawa and basically the lineup was the headliners were like Sum 41 and Blink 182 and opening up for them was Jimmy Eat World. Oh, God. Okay. A group called Project Wise. No idea. And a couple other like those punk pop type of bands. Okay. Oh, New Found Glory was there too. Okay. So I remember going to that and it was my first time ever being in a mosh pit too. And I was only 14 years old, super skinny. I remember someone... This guy running up to me being like, boost me. And he jumped on top of me and I tried to like throw him into the oh crowd. God. And I just remember, again, my first concert, I didn't know people swore. And if you, have you ever been to a Blink-182 concert? Yes. You know those guys just talk about filthy things yeah. in between. I remember being with my sister and kind of being Aww. uncomfortable because they're talking about like masturbation and, and humping dogs, whatever it was. Yeah. So it was fun, but I, I remember that was my first concert. I was kind of a late bloomer because yeah. I was in high school for concerts. Yeah. Do you remember what your first concert?
1: My first solo concert with my friend Lillian was in sync at, nice. Maple, at Maple Leaf Gardens. There you go. <laughs> um,
0: was this pre No Strings Attached? Like oh, yeah. This was like early on. early on. Did Justin Timberlake had like frosted fro totally. tips and stuff? They were all
1: wearing like huge track suits and stuff. Nice. The I Want It Back. Is that right?
0: Isn't that Bo- Backstreet Boys?
1: No, it wasn't theirs. I Want It That Way.
0: Yeah. way. the other one is
1: like I want you back. Okay. Okay, either way. The one with tearing up my heart when
0: I'm with off. you. Um
1: what you call Lillian and I went and By yourselves? Yep. How and old so, are you? Um I it was probably when I first met Lil, so like grade 9. Okay. Um what you recall it and My brother dropped us off, and he just – I remember Carl being like, "Ugh, there's so many screaming girls. (laughs) And we were out in, like, the street, so probably on college somewhere, trying to wait to get in. And they had closed off college between church and Young. And do you remember that boy band with, like, the spiky blue hair? Yes. They were, like –
0: Oh, the Twins?
1: Yeah, and they were like B like...
0: four or B four four or yeah. something
1: like that. So the they were like wall. trying oh. to crack, like yeah. break out. I remember those. And guys. so they were singing outside Maple Leaf Garden. What? And so Lil and I were like, "Who are these guys? They look like Oompa Loompas yeah, with like, like blue hair." They looked
0: like pre Jersey Shore people. Very they, like they, they were. were Poly D.
1: They're very Poly D, except yeah. like super ugly. Like they yeah. like they were like the epitome of like like I don't even know scumbag looking yeah. Genos. Gino
0: douchebags. Yeah. And
1: so um they were performing outside, but I just remember going to the concert and it was like so much fun and then i think it's like from that day on i was like i'm gonna see every show possible and like yeah and now i feel like we go to concerts every other day yeah so that was my first i'm
0: surprised because you guys grew up in mississauga and being pretty young that you, both of your parents would let you guys... like. I know Carl drove you down there, but mm-hmm. to go all the way downtown and to wait in line outside and... I
1: think it was also like...
0: Sorry not to interrupt, but that's why my sister went with me to Edge Fest because I was still young and yeah. she was four years older. And Oh. like um, I don't know if that was just... It's just interesting that you guys went all the way downtown. Totally.
1: Right? No, I think it's like... Well, I think Lillian's dad came to pick us up too. So, obviously, there were like really strict parameters like, meet out here and mm-hmm. whatever, but I was excited. Like, I remember... I, th- I think I, when I had a seizure mm-hmm. one year on Miranda in, like, grade 9 or 10 or something, Carl bought me the album. Oh, that's nice. And so, like, it was, a, like, a lot. Like, they knew how much I liked In Sing, Yeah. So it was, like, one of those things. Didn't
0: you go to a Walmart to meet Justin Timberlake once? Yeah, I, I
1: stood in a line in Scarborough at Walmart. and <laughs> Scarborough? Brought... Gross! Yeah, it was so disgusting. And, like, my dad dropped me off. And I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet him. I'm gonna get him to sign this, and I'm gonna give him a beanie bag baby <laughs> toy because he loves those things. So yeah, I, I was obsessed. Like, and my mom till this day, she's like, I knew you always had a crush on the smartest one in the band, right? She's mm-hmm. like, he's the only one who's amounted to something.
0: It's funny now. I think I like Justin Timberlake more than you do nowadays. Like, oh, I, totally. He's like, it's cool to like him as like a hipster. Mm-hmm. He, I like I. I'm still trying to get into his 2020 experience album. Mm-hmm. I like half. I was texting Matt was texting me today because I asked mm-hmm. him if he listened to it. Yeah. My friend Matt from Model, who I've mentioned before, mm-hmm. and he texted me today, being like, he's like, I like half of it and I don't like the other half. So
1: yeah. And even like when you played it for me, I was like, it sounds like Buena Vista Social Club.
0: Yeah. Of it. I think it, it's definitely a departure from what he's done, but you know, I'm I still like it, so I think I'll like it more and more as I go on. And apparently, Love just tweeted that. He's putting out another album this year, Justin that's Timberlake. cool. He's putting out another album in November because the album's called the 2020 Experience. Right. The first album had, the album he just put out has ten songs.
1: This other one's gonna have ten. Yeah,
0: so the 2020 Experience, nice. is what it means. So that's what I've heard. Well,
1: that's really impressive. Yeah,
0: I know it's cool. And like I was just watching Justin Timberlake on Jimmy Fallon all week, and. Mm-hmm. He's actually a funny, charming guy. Like I think he's. No,
1: I think he's like a
2: really great for guy. a guy who
0: came out of like the '90s boy band, Mouseketeer stuff. Mm-hmm. What's Nick Carter doing? What's the rest of NSYNC yeah. or you know uh, any of those? They're not doing anything. And Justin Timberlake is now working with you know Fifty Cent and like uh, yeah, or like, like
1: launching relaunching MySpace, Beyonce
0: and Jay Z, and yeah. he's going on tour with Jay Z, and he's actually like accepted into like all these categories. No,
1: I definitely think there's like a huge credit to him. Like Complex did like. A top twenty-five Justin Timberlake like fashion through the years and like just how he's like developed and like matured and yeah. he's become like a business mogul and I think that's really cool. Yeah, that he's managed to like break out because like none of the Backstreet Boys had ninety-eight degrees, like none of them have done anything. So it's cool to see somebody get past like the Lou Pearlman oh, band yeah. years kind of thing.
0: Did you ever speaking of Lou, Lou Pearlman? I don't think anyone's ever said speaking of Lou Pearlman yeah. about fifteen years. <laughs> Did you ever watch Making the Band? Oh, I loved it because that was his show, right? Yep. Yeah, I love the original O-Town.
1: Oh my God, that band was so disgusting.
0: You didn't like O-Town?
1: Ew, they had a song called Liquid, Liquid Dreams. Liquid Dreams, <laughs> ew, and the video was disgusting.
0: I love the original making the band, but then I love, do you ever watch Puff Daddy's making the band? That was horrible. That was the best was ever. The most
1: ghetto show ever.
0: There was what? There was Dylon Dillinger, the yep. Jamaican guy. There was Young Chop or Young City. Yeah. There was just like, all, that show was so funny. There was one white rapper who everyone like ew, teased about being yeah. white. I think okay. I actually have season two on DVD.
1: That's impressive that you even bought a DVD. Yeah,
0: I know. At <laughs> well, was like 10 years ago or still. something. Okay, so we're going to play another round of everyone's still favorite game, Was It Worth the Hassle? <laughs> okay, this week's Was It Worth the Hassle? It's going to be a little bit different. What? Okay. I'm not going to tell you about something that – Well, it kind of happened to me, but it didn't. So I'm going to tell you a situation of something that happened to our neighbor. Okay. And then you tell me what you would have done in her situation. Okay. Okay. You might already know this story. Actually, you do know this story. Okay. Okay. So our neighbor who lives to the left of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe her. What sign do they have? Does she have on her front door? Super douche. There you go. So, <laughs> she's a, a a a woman, a lady, a chick. Uh-huh. She lives next to us, and she's in her twenties, and she has lots of parties. Yes. Doesn't but so really, do we. So, we so don't do we. There. I was gonna say it doesn't bug me because. Her side of the wall just faces our kitchen so it doesn't matter to me.
1: Unless it's summer and the pots wafts into our
0: house. Yeah, they smoke a lot on their in their balcony it kinda wafts through our window. Mm-hmm. But on my birthday last year <laughs> we had a a bunch of people came over, like a whole whack of people came and it was getting a little crazy here and I remember Maddie. Maddie, well, I was doing shots at like inside on the table mm-hmm. and a lot of people were outside and actually Rocco, our friend Rockstar Rocco, was on the balcony mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, hey, John, your neighbor wants to talk to you. I was like, oh, shit, are we getting a noise complaint? Because yeah. it, was, it was pretty loud on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. So I was about to go to the door. He's like, no, on your balcony. <laughs> I was like, what? okay. Yeah. And so, I'm
1: in the jam room at this point with yeah. like a bunch of the guys. You're not
0: even, you don't even know what's going I know on. I have no
1: idea what's going
0: on. So I go out onto the balcony, and it's our neighbor, Superdouche, who's hanging on her side of the balcony. And she's like, oh, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> and we've never really said more than just like hi in the hallway yeah. or anything like that. I was like, okay. And she's like, "Oh hi, I'm so and so." And she's like, "I got a question for you." I was like, "Okay." She's like, uh, "She's like, if we're too loud, just you can just come over and tell us." We're like, we're really nice people. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" She's like, have you, "Have you guys ever complained to us to the the management group?" Yeah. I was like, "No." She's like, "Okay, because we've had a couple uh, complaints from people," and she's like, "I just want to let you know." We're really nice, and if we're too loud, I'm sorry. Just come over and knock yeah. on the door. We'll turn it down. Yeah. I was like, well, clearly I don't care if we're having a party right now. Yeah, <laughs> so seriously. I'm, like, I'm like, noise isn't an issue. I'm like, really, don't worry about it. Like, I understand people having parties and all this. So in the
1: meantime, though, yeah. I'm still jamming with a bunch of people in here. And all our friend Maddie f- from faux bachelor at party fame yeah. comes and knocks on the door. And she's like, Val, John's on the balcony. He's like getting into it with our neighbors. And I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> Which is
0: the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. I'm just like being like really kind. Yeah. And so we're talking, and she's just going on and on about being like, oh, you know, we are we almost got a fiction notices, this yeah. and that. I'm like, oh, no. Well, that's not from us. Trust me, if it, if it was us, we would go over and knock on the door. Yeah. As I've told the story about Jungle Beats when I went and knocked on totally. his door. And I'm like, I understand. It's apartment living. Like, you're going yeah. to hear stuff going on. So then you come out. Yeah. And you start talking, and you're just – and you're like, oh, yeah, it was a go-. nice yeah. to, like, finally really totally. meet you. And we're kind of joking around, mm-hmm. and we're just talking – And then all of a sudden, something happens, and she just goes, I think a bird just shit on my head. (laughs) And And we look at her, and a bird did shit on her head. Because their balcony kind of faces a tree, and there was bird shit on her head. Now, my question to you it should be an obvious one, but what would you do if a bird shit on your head on a balcony while talking to your neighbors? I would
1: go inside wash my hair and never come out of the shower for like a solid 45 minutes
0: yeah i think i would be first of all i'd be mortified for that it happened to me second mm-hmm. of all i'm a big germaphobe mm-hmm. i don't think i would either come out of the shower i'd have to like buy shave my head off and get yeah. new hair and i would just be like oh this is the most disgusting yeah, thing I would ever be like
1: i'd probably puke as well
0: yeah, oh yeah i would definitely do that and i would just be embarrassed being around all these people and stuff because
1: mm-hmm. it's not just john and i on the balcony there's like it's all like eight of our friends and like people inside. Yeah, and
0: people like on her balcony were there mm-hmm. too. It's just like a lot of people and this mm-hmm. bird shit. On her head. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we would we would do the normal response. Yeah. And what did she actually do? She just kept on talking to she us. She talked to us for like ten more minutes. We're just like. Dude. And Dude. it's like,
1: I couldn't stare at anything else. Like, I was secretly like coughing and like I wanted to like puke in front of her and be like, "You need to go clean your head."
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I think I I could see slowly the bird shit dripping oh, down the side that's of her so face. Gross. I just thought it was hilarious, and then we just said okay goodbye. And I think hopefully she went inside and washed it off.
1: But <laughs> yeah, but she's also like equally like she's really nice. Like when I meet her in the hallway and mm-hmm. stuff, like we're kind of on the same schedule to leave. For work and, like, come home and stuff. But she, like, doesn't wear shoes downstairs, which I think is weird sometimes. And she
0: also has a sign on her door that says Super Douche.
1: Yeah. She slams doors a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I really just want to ask. One of these days I'll ask her, like, what's the deal with the Super Douche? Yeah. But I'll I'll post that picture. I took a picture, too. I'll put that on the Facebook group Mm -hmm. with the Super Douche photo. (laughs) It's pretty classic. Anyways, guys, that's how you play. Was it worth the hassle? Okay, so last one. Mm -hmm. This is our last, of first. Okay. And do you remember the first time you knew what you wanted to do with your life?
1: Yes, actually. I think it was also like, you know, applying for university makes you definitively decide what you want to do. I am a product of the WB, and I was watching Dawson's Creek a lot. And even though I didn't really make movies and stuff as a kid, I was always really interested in like storytelling in some capacity. And so when I saw like Dawson Leary being like, I'm the next Spielberg, I was like, oh, this is really interesting kind of thing. And like, I always thought... I think every kid feels this way, like their story could be something other kids can relate to. Yeah. So you want to write and film that s- stuff. I was like, oh, I want to work in television. I want to mm-hmm. work in a business capacity with some sort of like medium. And so when, even when I got a chance to like interview at the WB, I was like, this is just like coming mm-hmm. full circle. Like I cool. really like this, but I w- always wanted and still want to, cause I'm not there yet. want to be a creative director yeah. for a television network. Cause I think it's a really cool medium between creative and business and you know, being able to dictate like the type of roster of programming you have on your show, and also like the look of your channel, is a really appealing idea.
0: Yeah, anyone who's watched Thirty Rock, you're like the perfect mixture of Liz Lemon and Jack Donaghy, <laughs> where you do have like that creative <laughs> sense, like Liz Lemon, where you're just like, you know, you're you can do all that stuff, but yeah. you're business savvy like Jack Donaghy. Yeah. So I think you know you'll you'll be getting there. You'll be doing what you want. Creative director or above pretty soon. <laughs> Thank you. Like I think we're all going to be working for you one day. No, no,
1: no. I just think it's like I think for me personally, especially like I think TV and this this is just on a different tangent. I think like we can definitely do a podcast like about really awesome shows and yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course. I think TV's come around really well with all like the cable programming. Mm-hmm. So like shows like House of Cards or Justified or Breaking Bad and Walking, Walking Dead, Dead and Sons of Anarchy, Sons of Anarchy. I think there's just like, such a great time for television and networks and stuff to come back. And, like, just because of the different, like, digital mediums you can get your programming on now, mm-hmm. It's it kind of just in itself is more challenging. So to be able to, like, actually find a feasible, lucrative way to, like, combat, you know, downloading and net, things like Netflix and stuff, yeah. I think it's a really cool time to be working for t- television networks. So for sure. So that'd be awesome. Cool. What about you?
0: Yeah, well – a few months ago, I brought home my grade eight yearbook. Yeah. And in my grade eight yearbook, you know what? I'm going to scan uh, a page from my grade eight yearbook and mm-hmm. put it on Facebook. Okay. So in my grade eight yearbook, we all had a section where we had to, like a little box where we got to like – we had our picture and then we drew whatever we wanted to represent us. Mm-hmm. And then we also had a section where it's just like you had two sentences to say what you who you are, what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I brought my grade eight – Eight yearbook home, and I didn't realize this, but my bio in it was it said something along the lines of: "John really likes baseball. He loves the Toronto Blue Jays. When he's older, he is going to tour North America as a stand-up comic." <laughs> and I remember, as a kid, all the way from like from grade one to mm-hmm. grade eight or whatever, I was always a pretty shy, quiet kid. Mm-hmm. But one thing I always liked to do was just make people laugh. Okay, and like I like performing. Like what I just, like? I just like making people laugh. Mm-hmm. I guess it's why I'm doing a podcast now because I like performing. I don't really like doing on camera stuff, but mm-hmm. I like writing for people. I like, I just like to make people laugh and yeah. feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. So I remember, as a kid growing up, I would always just kind of, I would never talk to people, but if they wanted me to like perform, like I said, I was in that grade eight play, Hurricane Smith, where I was like one of the main roles. Mm-hmm. So I remember that, but when I got into high school. Mm-hmm. I realized that I sucked at math. I didn't like science. I thought Canadian history was boring. As
1: it is, but okay. Uh,
0: (laughs) Civics class was awful. The only two classes I liked Uh were drama class and computer class. Okay. And when I was in grade 10, I did com tech, which Uh was where you learned about doing animation and film and editing. Okay. And I realized... I can make a career out of this because you could be creative and not have to worry about numbers or equations or science. And I remember in that class, I got 99% and I Mm. made a, I made a short film with a couple other friends. Mm -hmm. And from there on, like my dad always had a video camera. That's fun. I just started making home videos. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember the one video I made was called Death Valley. Okay. And it was just – it was starring like me and my G.I. Joes. Okay. And I had the tripod. I would hit record, run in front, and do something, then hit stop. And like it's before I had – we had Final Cut (laughs) or Avid or anything like that. So it's just like I'm editing on the fly on the actual camera. Okay. Yeah. So going through high school, I just knew I I didn't want to be a lawyer. I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't have the grades for that stuff. I didn't find Mm -hmm. that stuff interesting. I just liked entertaining, making people laugh, Mm -hmm. and making – telling stories. Right. And then that's when I like went to guidance and they're just like, oh, you should go into television or film. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so I applied and this and that. But the funny thing I, I remember was when I first started college, I thought I had to be a director. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, if I want to work in TV or film, what's the most important role aside from acting? I don't want to be the actor. Right. I'm like, I guess I'll be a director. And I remember I did a lot of projects in school where I directed and I realized I don't like directing. No. I don't like being camera. Nope. <laughs> and so I realized I really like to edit and produce. Mm-hmm. And then now actually my, my biggest love is writing. Yeah. I've done a lot of that. So I think, you know, about your dream job of getting to creative director. Mm-hmm. Mine would be to be like a full-time writer, I think. Very cool. And I've done a lot of – I've had a lot of cool experiences where I co-wrote a Second City main stage show. Mm-hmm. I've got to – Gone to Chicago. I've gone to Chicago to do the Saturday Night Live writing experience. Where
1: they told you to actually submit your stuff.
0: Yeah. I've, through work, gotten to write monologues and uh, fun stuff for Alec Baldwin, Tina Fey. we both written for the cast of The Office for promotional stuff. And I've just, like, that's always been my favorite thing, so.
1: I think it's also really cool, um, like, just when you see, like, John's roster of, like, different comedians and um celebrities he's written for. When the first one we did was The Office, it's really cool to see like actual comedians and like real actors absorb your writing and do it perfectly. Cause that was like for me like the coolest thing. Like, yeah, we had some director's notes, I yeah. think, on the scripts for The Office. Mm-hmm. And you had probably some for your monologues and stuff. But like when you actually see Jack Donaghy... like Alec Baldwin deliver your lines like I think that's such a cool experience.
0: One of my favorite ones for you, and we're going. I'm going to go back to Tooting Both for Our Own Horns right now and pat you on the back. Was for The Office was B.J. Novak, who plays Ryan on The Office. Yeah. You wrote a really funny script for him, and the best part was watching him because we got the raw footage Mm -hmm. of all of our Office promotions we wrote. Yeah. And the best part was you wrote a really funny script for him. He performed it perfectly. Then him and like the the producer just started laughing because they loved your script. They thought it was really funny. So uh, that's that was one of my favorite things. And even like uh, Rain Wilson, he wrote scripts, read scripts for both of us. (laughs) Just the way he performed, his like they were just giving it their all, and you could tell they made it really funny. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool.
1: And I also like it because nobody, none of the other big networks actually wrote anything of that caliber we actually i interpreted my instructions incorrectly and then passed them on to you (laughs) yeah
0: all we were supposed to do and all the the stations do they say uh, they say you're watching the office on wbc new New york whatever whatever. so ours was all they were supposed to say is we're supposed to get the characters on the office (laughs) say you're watching the office on omni Mm -hmm. weeknights at six but
1: then i was like okay when my, my old creative director Gave me those instructions. I took it as okay, you're gonna write 30 second commercials starring these actors so you can write whatever you want. Yeah, and I just met John like a few months prior and I mm-hmm. knew you were like an actor and I wanted to like work with you. And we had like a 24 hour turnaround essentially. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, just write anything you can in the um vein of The Office. And this is when Like The Office was at like it's really pe- really peak. peak. So we ended up writing like I think like Twenty some odds. Yeah, we wrote a script. bunch
0: for all the character, every single character on that show.
1: Yeah, and our creative director was like, "Oh Val, you know, I'm really sorry, you guys. Like, this is looks great and stuff, but she's just like the cast just literally sits down and like says all the um the throws for like all the channels yeah. in one sitting.
0: So they're not gonna have to. They're not gonna spend you know ten just... minutes like all this extra time on um or on, like a Canadian channel when all yeah. they're supposed to do is just say watch The Office on Omni. Yeah. But you, I think you gave it to her. She loved them. Yes. She submitted them anyways. Yeah. And then one day I remember I was at my desk and you gave me a call. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my dad on, my phone, on the phone and this mm-hmm. is when I liked you and I'm like, dad, I got to go. The girl I likes calling me. <laughs> and you're like, John, come over to uh, our side. Yeah. And I walked over and you guys hit play and it was like everyone in the department. Yeah. And it was our office yeah. throws.
1: Which is like. I think it's cool because like, now it's like they do that a lot more often. they don't like, get the cast to do it. But at that time, it's like it had never been done before. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to be like, look what we got in comparison to like larger networks like um, like Peachtree or mm-hmm. Tropolis or Global and stuff. It's like, and we saw all of their throws because they're all on the same team. Yeah. You literally have to just cut them out. So I thought that was really cool. So I think. It's really fun to know that both of us are kind of like on the path to what we want to be doing, if not doing what we want to be doing.
0: We're living the uh, the American dream. Like I said, big Horror screen game. TV and HBO. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening again to this podcast. You guys can tweet me or email me or leave a, a message on Facebook and tell me about your first as well, like your first dates, your first dances, mm-hmm. whatever you want to talk about. Or if you want to hear about other firsts from us, mm-hmm. send us in your your first and we'll talk about them. Hmm. So I feel like this is fun. We could do a bunch more. So maybe we'll do another podcast later on about first. We'll do second first. Second time doing that. Mm -hmm. And that'll do it for another episode of Live at 6.05. Thanks to everyone who listened up and enjoyed this week's podcast. And as usual, if you made it this far in the podcast, i like to reward you with my band of the week, my selection of what cool music I'm listening to that you probably haven't heard of before. And my band of the week this week is Boots Electric. Now Boots Electric is awesome. It's technically a solo album from the lead singer of the Eagles of Death Metal. I think you should all know Eagles of Death Metal, the lead singer, that whole band. They're kind of close with like uh, Queens of the Stone Age and Tenacious D, and they're kind of in that social musical circle. But the lead singer of uh, Eagles of Death Metal decided to do a solo album two years ago, and he calls himself Boots Electric. And his whole album was fantastic. Like I, I, always liked Eagles of Death Metal, and then when I found out he was going solo and doing more of like a poppy dance fun thing, that's one of the, the things I always loved about uh, Eagles of Death Metal, where they were almost more like a fun version of Queens of the Stone Age, where they didn't take themselves too seriously. And let me tell you this, Butch Electric did not disappoint. First of all, he has one of the best album titles called Honky Kong which is hilarious because honkies are equally as hilarious. <laughs> and it's just a lot of fun. Like, you could put this album on at a party and people will dance and joke around and everything. I mean, just go to like iTunes and look up Booch Electric Honky Kong. The album picture alone is hilarious. So check out his album, Honky Kong. Some of the songs I really like are Booch Electric theme, there's complexity, and love you all the time. But my song of the week by the band of the week which is boot electric is a song called oh girl and it's just this kind of defines what the albums like is it's just a lot of fun really cool beat i love his voice fun lyrics and it's just it'll put you in a happy mood so if you like the song oh girl by boots electric check out the rest of his album it's called honky kong on itunes Trust me, you will not be disappointed. So once again, thanks to everyone who listened to Live at 605, everyone from Canada to Ghana to Australia and everywhere in between. I want everyone to just tweet me, Facebook me, email me. Let me know where you're listening from and how you found out about the show. I'd love to hear from you guys. You can tweet me. I'm at Malincamp, M-A-L-L-O-N-C-A-M-P. Like me on Facebook to search Live at 605 you can email me, my email is live at 605.gmail.com. Check out my WordPress, it's live at 605.wordpress.com. And if you go on the Facebook, I will post a link to the can I get an ad lib from last week, which I made a video on YouTube. And I have some pretty good pictures and videos I will post on uh, from this week's episode. So check out the Facebook for sure for some bonus content. And I just want to say thanks again. Everyone, you've kept me highly rated on iTunes and on Podomatic, and I really appreciate it, and I appreciate all the feedback. So I'll be back next week. And until then, I'm your podcaster, John. Be easy.